0: hello friends james kennedy here hello buddies uh, i'm going to do something to goose up the algorithm today and see so i'm going to do something lighter today going back to something that i haven't done in a while and i'm gonna you know if you like this i'm gonna keep the series going and i think it's time for another how i got cast this is gonna be a quickie and because it is a quickie uh i think we're gonna do a how i got cast in scream 3 and it's really a simple one it's actually bigger than i think now i'm thinking about it because it's kind of crazy right so we did scream like i said i went through all the uh, machinations i had no idea how to even get in a movie after tons of wildness and behind the scenes i finally got in and then the movie came out and we were just a little engine that could and then we just grew into this thing by scream 2 all the girls from Scream 2 were on the cover of Rolling Stone. And that's when Titanic came out. Same year. And Boogie Nights. And As Good As It Gets. And I was in two. I read for all of those movies. Uh, and got three of them. Boogie Nights conflicted with As Good As It Gets. I'm still bummed to this day. But uh, got a good story about Paul Thomas Anderson sometime that maybe you guys would like. Incredible visionary director. Um, and so... I was, you know, you're du jour that moment, you know? I read for Titanic for, like, some little sailor role or some shit. Fuck, bro. It would have been dope if I was in there to fucking trying to get in that lead. No offense. Put a couple pounds on me. I mean, Leo became Leo in that movie, but I do kind of look like a stowaway. I'm just saying. So... I do Scream 2, then we do Scream 2, and Scream 2 is like, you know, like I said, it's become cultural zeitgeist. And everybody, not only were the girls that were in the movie in Scream 2 on the cover of Rolling Stone, all the girls that played the girls, Heather Graham, Tori Spelling, all of them were on the cover of Rolling Stone, along with Jada and Nev and Courtney and Sarah Michelle. If I'm leaving anyone out, I'm sorry. Um, So it was nuts. And uh, so Scream 2 became this humongous thing. And then I, you know, and then they got me in. Like I said, I didn't know if I was going to be in. And then I think, you know, I started plotting it out. And then, sure enough, they're like, let's do Scream 3. And I could tell that the <clears throat> franchise was starting to get a, a little bit... I don't know how Scream 3 did. I think it still did big, too. You know, at, at, when we went back to back to back, the difference between Scream 3 was it didn't come out at Christmas. It came in, I believe, February of, of 2000. Um and it was not our normal release date, and it wasn't such the premiere. It was huge, but it wasn't like, you know, at that time, world building was not like it is now. So Scream 3 was like, okay, we're going to ride this horse until it's dead. And I think it was supposed to be the ending chapter in a trilogy. I know I say that. Um, and uh, But it was, yeah, we knew that people were getting screamed out. But we had more life in our lungs than we did I Know You Did Last Summer. I think. I think they did. I remember doing Enemy of the State with Jack Black. (sighs) I gotta work on the impression of him. And uh, he was in his trailer and he got offered one of the I Still Know or I Know You Know I Know or something like that. It was like the second or third one in the Bahamas. He's like, man, I'm gonna do this. He was like, I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, and I was like, should I do it? And I'm like, do it. He's like, you wouldn't do it. You already did two of them. I'm like, I might do it. I don't remember the whole story, but basically I just remember him telling me that he got offered that when we are in Enemy State, and then he did it. I remember just seeing him in dreads. I'm like, I guess he did it, because I went on to the movie. I saw the dreads. I think he's in it, in the dreads, right? Movies were getting fatigued. You do two, three, four, you know, Chucky, Child's Play, Child's Play, his friend, Bride of Child's Play, all of that. So Scream was, although very original, very unique, probably, and it was a super unique movie, Scream 3. But it was probably like, okay, we thought we are going to ride this puppy, and it's done, right? So I was, like, very happy to be the young, one of the early final girls. I know my demise is my demise. There was all these different articles that came out after Scream 2 saying what the actors were going to be and who they picked us to be like in career paths. And I was, like, I was so happy getting my start in Scream and Scream 2 and horror movies. And I'm like, that's a beautiful way to get jumped onto the scene. And so... I was like done, you know, I was like, you know, people are like, are you mad you died? I mean, now more I am. But when I was there, I was like, no, part of part of being in a movie, you're dead. Scream, you're dead. That's just part of it. You die. Did I know that it was going to wreck people for 25 years? No, I'm alive here. But people were really, really wrecked. And that's why Scream is you know, huge to this day and is like low key my whole life because of that death scene. So, I was dead, and, and Wes would have these amazing dinners, and we would all keep in touch, and uh, I think we shot that in summer of, me, summer. I think it was summer of 90, no it wasn't, it came out in 98, yeah, I think it came, we went, I, I wanna say, I'm not gonna look anything up, but I wanna say, I know it came out in like February of 2000, I think, yeah, I know, I did, we took like a year off. So in Christmas of 98, there was nothing. And then we started it of summer of 99 because I remember I had a lot of movies that I did and I was done. And I was like, oh, I'm going to this summer get ready to promote my movies and see where it's like my starring role is, you know, because I had like three kings in the can and boiler room. And and then I was Wes would have these amazing parties and his son, Jonathan. Hello, Jonathan. Wes lived up off a of solar drive by Polly Shore. Amazing house. Polly's also amazing house. Wes would have these amazing parties, you know, and he would invite people from all eras, from Heather Nightmare to Vampire in Brooklyn, Angela Bassett, to Hills Have Eyes, people under the stairs. Like, it was awesome. I didn't even know enough of them. Like, I only know a few because my deep dive didn't go that deep, but much deeper later. Like, horror con people to go to a Wes Craven dinner party? You people would cream in your little drawers. You would cream in your panties, your pantaloonies. Like, the people that, I know, I'm sorry, punch me in the face. I would know, I would know Angela. I would know the Hills Has Got Highs guys. I would know Heather. I didn't really see, I think I saw Robert at one. But Wes is like, Tchaikovsky on the radio, a Bordeaux that's $1,000 and 30 people from his projects. And just the best uh, leg of lamb, the best roasted, like, the best. Hanging by the pool, sophisticated, clove cigarettes, take a toke, whatever you want. Like, it was the best. Like, high-class, high-end parties. Like, it taught me to be, like, that's one thing I will say about the Scream series. It taught me about wine. I low-key want to start drinking wine, but I don't want to. But, I don't know, Courtney said reverse citral is really good for you. I remember back in the day, they say it is, but it's supposed to help you not age. So just seeing people, keeping in touch with them. Uh, Used to see Nev and go to, you know, she'd have little dinner parties too. It was amazing. And uh, she was dating Magdo and uh, Rachel True used to come over. Different different people. It was awesome. So I was doing my own thing. Everyone's doing their own thing, you know. And I would go to the premieres. I'd go to, like, Wild Things premiere. I'd go to I Know what You Did Last Summer, even though they were in that. Sarah was in that, you know, different stuff. Um... And I was getting offers like the movie Tomcats, and so I done all these movies, and and I would always talk to the producer Marianne, Marianne and Kathy, but really Marianne more, because Kathy got busy doing other movies, and Marianne did, but she was, she used to like treat me like like her little brother. She was the best, and she used to just keep me in touch and stuff, and she would let me know what's going on with this different screen. I'm like, yeah, you guys are gonna do another one? They're like, yeah, and then they told me that they got Aaron Krueger because Kevin was so busy, and he, like, I think wrote the story, and then Aaron wrote the script, and Aaron had, like, oh, that really good movie, something wrote, I forget. I'm not looking anything up, so that way it's just you can fill in. Anyway, I'm like, this is, so one day I think I was meeting Marianne for a cup of coffee or a phone call. I used to go to her house, too. She would have, like, little events, and she'd be like, come on over. She was also, Wes's whole world was sophisticated, but naturally sophisticated. I think Wes went and did the music from the heart with Merle Streep, because he was like, I want to prove to people I'm not just a horror guy and he Merle got the nod and that was a big deal. And Wes was like, I did it. I think he went and did that and then they got the call for Scream Three. I think that was part of the deal. Like direct if I get if I if you if you direct Scream Three, I'll let you do that. And he did it. And it's crazy. Um And so I got to do I I would I get to talk to these people and they were very, you know. It kept it kept it very classy, and I, Mary Ann, was like, "Hey, I, I, uh, we're doing Scream Three, and I think I was really happy with it. I was happy. I was made peace with it. You know, I was at Bowfinger. I was, and I was like, you know, that summer, I just remember getting ready to do press, and like, I'm gonna see where my movie star star lands. You know, I was with CAA. and and um, I'm like, you know, I was playing a lot of basketball and working out, and I had been, and I was. Did a movie with James Gunn called The Special. So I was like, and he had lived in my house for a little while. And then I was like, this is going to be, you know, I wasn't in my house forever. So I was like, when I came back, James had gotten his own place and everything. And uh, so I was like, I'm going to like just sit in this house that I had for like, you know, a year and chill out and uh, figure out what my next thing is. And so I, I, uh, I believe, I think it was Wes. Maybe it was with. It was somewhere. I used to, I used to have a BMW, and and I used to drink apple martinis because I liked the, the look of them, and I thought that they were really tasty. It was like fruit juice. It was like a pre uh, white claw, but better. And uh, I used to uh, have different actresses out at night, and we would eat sushi and have apple martinis. I it was, I it, uh, it was like, this is, I worked hard, and I. Want to have martini because st- I had one at a rap party. I'm like, ooh, this is good. And I wasn't a big drinker and I started drinking those, but only when I go out on a date. And that would, you know, ask an actress, hey, you want to have a bite to eat with me? And stick shift. And I was like, you know, I had worked and so I was like, I'm not going to do anything this summer. And then I was, oh, I was out with Wes at dinner or Marion or one of his parties. And I think Wes was like, ah, uh, so yeah, Scream 3 is going. I, ca- I think because everyone, they had to make a deal with everyone and there was a lot of like, you know, because a lot of people had already done it, and they were like, do we want to do it again? And I think everybody who went back, they got a big payday. Because it was like, they everybody thought they were like, maybe we're pushing the, this is it. Like, this, we you know, how many more audiences are going to want to see it? You know, it was before world building. And Wes is like, uh, I'm going to do Scream 3, and uh, I think there's a way I can get you in it. And I, I remember Marianne go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, she's the most positive person ever. I'm like, what? Really? And he's like, yeah, I think there's a way to bring you back. And, uh... I th- it was one of these events. I don't know. I forget. I apologize. Maybe it was at the music of the heart premiere. Was that before something? Told it to me in passing. I was like, he was like, you want to do it? I was like, hell yeah, fuck yeah, I'll do it. Whatever you say, dude. Do you tell me the hoop and I'll jump through. And and then um, they were talking to me and they're like, I think I can bring it back to a videotape. You made a tape and they play the tape and that's all I'm gonna tell you. And I was like, are you serious? And they're like. And so I was like, okay, so then I just forgot about it. You know what I mean? I For Scream, I made great money, but it was very entry-level money. And then for Scream 2, I made amazing money, but the crazier money was the bumps. I didn't have any ownership, but every time we had a bump at the box office, and then when the VHS came out, and then the DVD, and then the TV, and I didn't even have any points, but it's just when a movie's that successful with a lower budget. So I was like, loving it right so he was like you know we'll do it in a day come in pop in pop out and i was like fuck yeah whatever you want right so i think it was over the summer it wasn't it was before i think bowfinger came out because I, I had press for that beginning i'm starting to get added to press and um and they were like it's gonna happen we're gonna send you an offer and all this stuff and then this is when i started getting mad at agents because <laughs> agents and managers because my agent at the time was a very good guy and he got me stuff. He got me a ton of stuff, but, you know, but, uh, and he became very big, but the issue was, he was like, I got you a part in scream three. And so when people lead with that, it really rubs me the wrong way. It's like, no, you didn't. I was like, oh yeah. Wes told me about that at dinner party. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to bring it home for you though. Let me bring it home for you. I'm like, bring it home. That's when I started to sour on 10 percenters because it's like, please don't say that. Like ask me how it happened. Tell me that when I was sitting next to Angela Bassett and Heather Lamping Camp that we were talking about it at Wes's, you know, dinner party. Please tell me that. Like, don't tell you that you went and got it for me. So that's when I started getting mad at agents. Um It was like it's a half a day, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I think they were like, you know, do you want to do it? But they were pretty actually for not a lot of, for for you know, at that time they would use stuff and then move on, but for not a lot of they were pretty they were like, You should yeah, go do it, man. You should do it. They were actually more positive towards it than usual because usually back then they didn't want you to do a bunch of sequels uh so anyway i go it's a nice little very respectful money really good money uh and i was it was some of the crew was different a lot of the same crew but i would say maybe a third was different and it was a different vibe because like scream one was in the wine country scream two was in atlanta and scream three was over in uh sony lot or Culver City lot, one of those. And I was like, and I remember just knowing that. it was. I remember I saw Patrick there, and I had met Patrick before, and I remember Scott was there. I don't think Jay and, and um, Kevin were there my day. Maybe they were, I'm not sure. But there was a lot of different people because it was a movie within the movie. From what I remember, I have to see it again. I'm going to tell you something. I was a little booty tickled because, and I'm saying it was about a third maybe of the new crew. Because we really became a family. And I think somebody made the call sheet. And I have it. The call sheet, I saved it. And um, I was—I go in. I think it was beautiful. Like, Wes was so sweet to me. just He was way nicer than me They ever had to be. And Marianne, too. And they sent me to shoot in the afternoon. Because I know I'm just a better actor as the day goes on. I'm just not good with first takes. And I'm not good early. But And I think it was they had lunch. I came in, got ready. And then we would shoot all day. And it wasn't even crazy. It was like... Four hours, maybe. Less, probably. I think I did my wardrobe fitting that day. Like, it was so non-pressure. But on the call sheet, it had, like, you know... I think at this point, everybody's name was real. Maybe one name was not real. Maybe Courtney and Nev had different names because, like, you know, they want to, you know, deter creepers when people find call sheets. But I we weren't traveling, so I don't know if that was. I think it was normal names. Maybe one was off. I'll have to look at it. On mine... You know, and I was never, like, below 8 on a call sheet before, but since it was a cameo, I was popping in. I was, like, 15, so that, like, hurt my butt a little bit. But it said, like, on the call sheet, don't quote me. I'll find it. it. It said, dead video guy. Something like that. Like, it didn't say Randy or Randy's ghost. It said, like, dead video garage guy. And I was like, what? Like, it fucking hurt. It hurt my feelings. Now, am I oversensitive? Yes. Do I have a point? Yeah. Do I think our crew made that? No. I think it was probably some poor, some poor woman, some second or third, just got thrown in in this wild production. It was a lot going on during that production. They Had a lot of, a lot of stuff to deal with, and uh, you know, people probably didn't know or whatever. And the character was like, "What's he? Okay, okay, okay." It was something like that. It did. I'm pretty sure it did not have the name Randy. I'm ninety, I'm ninety eight percent sure. If somebody's going to fact check me on this and find it, then I will apologize. But because I remember I was booty tickled, I was booty tickled, and uh, and so like that was underplaying within my performance. But I was looking at it all night, all night. I had I got to sides like, a, you know, a few days before, and it was just you know three pages of amazing dialogue, just like boom, and then we could play with it. But since it was just me, all I had to do was come in, okay. And Wes just set up the camera and he's like, You're just gonna go in and you're just, it's you're shooting your own video, Jamie. It's like you're shooting a self tape for audition. It was the same way I shot uh, Geely. I, I went in on Geely like three times and I had to shoot my own self tape. And, uh, and I, I was like, That, like I was acting like I was. So that's what it was. It was like how you would shoot yourself in the late 90s. And he's like, Just, he set it all up, said this. And I was so honored. I was, this is my room. I had my own room and everything. I just started doing the lines, and it was even great because Wes let me like lay them around because there's no one to act off of and see. And then he's like, "You can improv," but the lines were so good and they made so much sense. And now they're coming back more and more now. Like people are taking that scene and quoting it for other trilogies and stuff. They're using these actual rules in the worlds of other movies because they do. They're they're effective. And I just remember driving up in my BMW and getting ready to doing that. Get seeing my see my sheet, my name on the sheet. and I was like, "Who's?" Who's video store dead garage guy? Like that's, it was something, it was just not Randy. I might be embellishing a little bit, but it was not Randy. And so I was a little bit, and I just felt like everyone was so sweet and that was such a great time, but everybody, you know, I was such a big part of it that I was dead. So I felt like, Hey, I'm dead. Be nice to the dead. But you know, they wanted to get me in and get me out. They had a busy production. So we shot it. We had fun. We just did it different ways and, you know, laughed and goofed around and had a coffee and did it again. And I don't know. It probably took me three hours maybe at the most. Some studio. I think it was Culver City. I'll, I'll find it. I save all this shit. It was awesome. You know, I, I did never expect it to be in it. Um, and, you know, I'm I mean, I'm lucky. How many people can say they're in three screams? You know, and technically, technically, I'm in the. A fifth, if you count like you know my voice, but it's not really me. I'm not really in the fifth. I mean, I am. My picture is. My spirit's there. But but you know, besides the big three, I was like to be in three screams is an honor beyond. And more and more people are talking about it. Um, i forget the premiere, but I know I went. And I was surprised it came out in February. I'm like, oh man, this isn't getting to get the push like a Christmas movie gets. But I think it still did very well. I think it probably made like 50 here. I think it made 100 worldwide. Um, but, you know, at that point, I think people were screamed out. And everybody wanted to go and do different things and different movies, and we wanted to see how we could explore. Isn't that fascinating? Like, people couldn't can't get enough of Ghostface now. But yet, at the time, everybody was Ghostfaced out because it was coming to you in one lineal vertical of what it is through a movie and then through reruns. And maybe the Halloween costume started taking off. But it didn't have paintings or serials or video games or cosplay. It just didn't have all that. So now it's just, it's incredible. IP, intellectual property, is the only thing you ever need as an artist. Remember that. If it hits, it will hit. Terrifier 2 will be IP forever. But just because they created something very unique. And now it will live in memes and GIFs and everything else. So that was it. Uh, I think I went to the premiere and around the same time I went to the Boiler Room premiere. I had an amazing Boiler Room premiere in New York. Some crazy times. Uh, and then Scream was a really wonderful premiere with my family, my Scream family. I think my one of my parents came. They're too busy. Maybe, maybe someone did. I don't know. I had a great time. So. But that's it. I guess it is kind of crazy that I died, and then I came back in the third. And a lot of people say, I'm so sorry you died. But then people, well, now the new thing is, but you came back in the third. I really liked you in the third. The lines from the third are starting to pick up. So so that's it, guys. Look, hey, guys, listen. If you like this series, like it, subscribe. I'm going to try to keep YouTube very, very light and airy. Can't be a real person here. Uh, like, subscribe, do the bell. I might do multiple channels because I'm just trying to blow up different angles here. Um, I want to do a merch drop. I possibly could do the quote from Randy on a hoodie for a hundred. If you like that, leave a comment. Um, I also have a lot of screen merch. I'm also thinking about selling my comedy DVD, my CD for like five bucks total signed. I want to get rid of them so I can do like a limited, like 200, like, I'll, I'll sell it for a buck, but you got to pay the shipping, so it'll probably be like four bucks. I know it's like a CD, but it's an NFT. Think of it like a physical NFT. All these things are worth money now. I have so much memorabilia. This is what it is, guys. Uh, if you this video gets views, then I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna have my own Scream World, and then I'll do my other my other opinions over there in that world. I'm gonna have to bifurcate everything. So love you, Screamheads. Love you guys. Stay positive. Peace.